Stories, fables, ghostly tales. What creature can you hear call your name? A creature that can mimic a voice or screech so eerily that it haunts the minds of those that hear it. Oh, I think you all know my listeners are savvy. Skinwalkers, mates. Today I've been lucky enough to have three stories here to share with you. Three creepy tales to get your skin crawling. Our first story takes place in a town called Page in Arizona. And our next two stories after that take place in South Carolina. And right now, I'm drinking this beautiful earthy black tea called Gunpowder. And it's just so strong that I can't stop drinking it. <laughs> Super rich, yum. So pour yourself a delicious tea of your own. Or hot beverage. Turn the lights off. The sound up. And get ready for the creepy. My Arizona Experience So I used to live in northern Arizona. In a town called Page, the town is on Lake Powell and nearby a horseshoe bend, which are both massive tourist attractions recently. It also happens to border the Navajo Reservation and has a population that is majority native. I'm currently 18. I moved away less than a month ago, so I lived my whole life in the town, essentially. I have heard stories, many stories from my friends and their parents as well. But these two stories are my actual experiences. I will post their stories later. The first story happened probably a year and a half ago, since Page is a 60-mile drive from the next closest town. The nearby area is very popular among locals for jackrabbit, coyote, and bobcat hunting. This particular day, I was out on my own pretty far back on some of the local dirt trails, pretty recently after I had started hunting myself. My target was coyotes. This was before I had a call, so I had to look for them or bait them. And my firearm was a Springfield Saint AR-15, loaded with American Eagle 55-grain AP shells, which, yes, is an important detail. It was probably around noon, and I had wandered down into a wash that ran up to and across the bottom of one of the sandstone cliff sides of the area. While walking through the wash, I scared the biggest coyote I had ever seen up the side of the cliff face. As it was scaling, I took three shots at it, and I was able to hit it at least once, because it started to bleed quite profusely as it made its way up and over the top of the cliff. I gave pursuit, and it scaled the face within three to four minutes of winded climbing at the top of the cliff turned into a flat mesa, covered by shrubs and dried up bushes, about knee-high at most. With no coyote in sight, I started to follow the blood trail. After about 20 minutes of following, I was very confused and somewhat concerned. The blood trail was still thick. Too much was being spilt to allow the coyote to continue a straight sprint for that long. And I was hunting with a round that would drop a mountain lion in its tracks. After about 10 more minutes, the tracks from the coyote met up with tracks from what I still am assuming were goat tracks. This is where I turned and got the hell out of there. Both tracks were recent, deep, and the sand was still loose enough to fall when I kneeled down to look at them. 
the tracks split from each other. The coyotes going far off to the left, and the goat to the right. The blood trail, though, no longer followed the tracks of the coyote, but instead indicated that the goat had been shot. The tracks led down into another wash, known in the area for being bad news. So I got back to my truck fast after that. The second story took place near the outskirts of town, and has a video that comes with it. Me and my friends were out around 10 at night, near one of the local jogging trails. At the edge of one of these trails, a storm drain tunnel opening sticks out. We always used to joke about skinwalkers using it to hide from joggers or bikers, but had never paid it much attention. This night though, we decided to go into the storm drain to see for ourselves. I, of course, was the first one in, and had five people behind me. We were probably 300 feet in when I heard what sounded like claws, scraping against concrete ahead of me. I could only see about 50 feet in front of me with my light, so I shushed everyone behind me. The storm drain leads to a nearby road, which the people who were too scared to go into the tunnel were looking at, but they were not on the road or anywhere near the opening of the road and were even taking Snapchat at the time of the noise, showing us that it, one, wasn't them, and two, there were no cars on the road at the time. I can't prove that these were skinwalkers, but they definitely weren't any people or animal I have ever encountered in my lifetime. Here is the link to the video. Wear headphones to hear it well. I'll attach the video in the episode notes. The credit of this story goes to Enemy Spotted. Skinwalker in Holbrook, South Carolina. I was driving around my best friend's old neighborhood, keeping an eye on the place, as it is quite the hotspot for paranormal and supernatural occurrences. One such instance is when he and I were walking down his street. The sun was setting, and the evening breeze glided through the trees. All the while, as a peaceful, heavy, and suffocating serility filled the atmosphere, just as a shiver went up my back. He turned to the edge of the woods, and I followed suit soon after. As if on cue, a man's yell, painful and full of agony, broke the eerie serenity of the evening. Now on edge, as this type of thing happens from time to time, we pick up our pace and walk briskly, as his home was just ten minutes from where we were. But we knew anything could happen between here and there, if we weren't careful. About five minutes away now, another yell boomed from the woods, but this time, it's altered from before, becoming more and more animalistic as it dragged on. We picked up our pace again, the daylight almost completely gone, and finally reached his front porch, and that's when we heard it. Behind us, in the wood line, we heard a screech, an awful combination of a rooster's crow and a goat's bleat and a dog's bark. After that, whatever it was hissed and began coming towards us quickly. The leaves in the trees rustled as it got nearer and nearer, 
jumping down from the branches and into the brush of the bushes and smaller trees. It came crashing towards us and stopped just before it broke out of the tree cover. Breathing heavily and pointing its bony, clawed fingers out of the brush and to us, curling it in a motion as if to tempt us to come nearer to it. After that, my friend unlocked his door and swung it open, both of us stumbling inside and slamming it shut behind us. As soon as we did, whatever that thing was slammed up against it and tried to break it down, if not at the very least frightening us. It then sounded as if it jumped from his porch and back into a tree, dashing back into the woods. Later on that night, we heard some occasional scratching, as well as tapping on the windows and other parts of the house. We didn't bother to open the blinds for obvious reasons. Thankfully, we had the pleasure to not see what it looked like, but we did have the misfortune of hearing it screech and seeing his clawed, bony, thin fingers. That's just one of the many uncomfortable yet equally exciting experiences we've had together. He and I are sensitive to things like this, and as such, from what we've determined after so many encounters with haunting and breathtaking dauntless beings that are seen as something curious in their eyes, that we may either hinder or help them. Anywho, if you want a good time, be sure to visit Holbrook, South Carolina. It's in Dorchester country, a quaint and quiet little neighborhood. Unfortunately, most of it has been deforested for housing development, but that doesn't exactly restrain any odd things from occurring. Just be on guard and stay safe. Skinwalker Encounters Hey, so to start this off, these are two stories I wanted to talk about that happened in the same area. One was from a couple of years ago, and one happened this weekend. I was going to post this earlier, but something else happened, and also, it kind of slipped my mind. So, I'm just going to go ahead and start. Also, some important information. I live in South Carolina on a golf course. This isn't a huge golf course, but it's pretty big. It's also surrounded by woods, and there are big patches of woods out on the course. These are where my two encounters take place. The first story took place around two years ago. Every weekend, my two friends used to come over. Their names are Jacob and Zach. They are brothers, and basically the same age as me, so we hung out all the time. To get around my small town in South Carolina, we mainly just rode bikes, since that could get us around before I got my license. My parents would let me go out at night with them to bike, but she didn't want me to cross the street so we mainly stuck to the golf course at night. Now, we had recently discovered a graveyard on the golf course, so we decided to head there just to freak us out because we were bored. So, we got our bikes out and made our way there. Once we were on the course, we had to get off the path and ride on the grass to the graveyard. We were riding, then Zach came to a complete stop. Me and Jacob then stopped too, to see what was wrong. He said, Hey, let's go back. I don't feel like going anymore. Me, being the stubborn person, I was persistent and insisted that we kept on going. But when I looked at him, I could tell that he was serious. 
We headed back and I asked him what happened. He wouldn't respond. We eventually got back to my house and went inside. I asked him again and he finally told me. He said that he saw a skinwalker. We all knew what a skinwalker was but didn't know too much about them and really weren't all that interested in them. I honestly believed him because we biked all the time and never had I seen him want to go back like that. He told us that he saw a large, slim figure, standing on two legs, almost hiding behind a tree. We didn't go out again that night. The entire experience that night really didn't scare me at all, but probably because I didn't see it. But this next story really haunts me. Saturday night, my friend Tucker spent the night at my house. It was his first time spending the night, so I wanted to have some fun and show him the golf course and all the good times we had there. That very night, once it got dark, I took him out there and we walked around while I told him a bunch of stories. Now, after we got done with the fun times we had, I started to take him to the graveyard because we needed to have some fun being scared. As we walked that way and were getting nearer to the graveyard, that's where I saw it. It looked like a coyote, but I knew it wasn't. The first thing that popped to my mind was that one famous picture of a skinwalker on all fours walking. Because that's what it looked like. It had that weird hunch on its back. And if it stood up, it looked like it would easily be over six feet tall. It was walking perpendicular to us, from one tree to another. It reminded me of a coyote so much that I was debating whether or not it really was one. But in my head, I knew it wasn't. I stopped dead in my tracks, turned around, and told Tucker that we had to go. We gotta go, man. We gotta get out of here. Tucker was already paranoid, so he wasn't hesitant to get out of there. When he asked what happened, all I told him is that I saw a coyote. My heart was pounding the entire walk back, but I was just trying to keep my composure. I didn't see it again, thankfully, but I was still shaking. Once we got home, I told him what I saw. He had no idea what it was, so I explained it to him. He then looked up videos and pictures, and I showed him what it looked like. He freaked out a little, but I calmed him down. We didn't really talk about it, and just ended up falling asleep. The next day, we walked to the graveyard in the daylight. We entered the gate, and started reading the tombstones, when all of a sudden, we heard a scream. I almost brushed it off because it sounded so similar to a small child screaming, but there was something off about it. I don't know how to describe it, but it was just not fully a child's scream. Something else was mixed in there. We went back shortly after that. So I'm planning on going back out there after school and taking pictures of the graveyard and the area where I saw it walking. I will post on here so you guys can hopefully see the layout of the area. Now do you guys think that the skinwalker may be connected to the graveyard somehow? It seems that every time we go out there at night, something weird happens. Also, my birthday is coming up and I'm going to have as many people come over as I can and I'm planning on going out with them at night and trying to capture a picture of it. I'm not really scared of it, just extremely interested. It hasn't been hostile towards me, at all. So that might be why I'm not as cautious as I probably should be. Do you guys have any tips on anything 
like how I can be safe when I go out there looking for it, or how to prevent it from hurting me. Thanks for listening. Now the credit of this story goes to Harry the Llama 756 and he's also provided an update. Yesterday, I walked over to the graveyard on the golf course and snapped a few pics. Also, I took some pictures of the spot where I originally saw the skinwalker and a close-up. The red circle is where I saw it walking. Besides the pictures, I've talked to a bunch of my friends about coming this Friday, and most of them have agreed to come. Although I don't know how many will actually come, my estimate is that we will have at least five people. But if all of them come, it will be upwards of ten. Just gotta get the green light from my parents, and if so, we will definitely go looking for this creature. I will update you soon with more information, and if we capture something big, then I'll make an entirely new post on the subject. Hope you all have a good day. Thank you so much, Harry the Llama 756 for this story, and happy birthday, mate. Let's talk about skinwalkers. My advice straight off the bat here is, buddy, I wouldn't go hunting for them. I've heard cases where they can paralyze by looking at you, jam up guns that are being aimed and fired at them, and can even possess someone from a distance. In extreme cases that I've read, people's skin have been torn off, or they've been shot at with bone picks. That one you might not have heard of, but some Skinwalker tales talk about how people have been shot by bone-tipped spears or darts. Just today, I was listening to a story about a skinwalker who shot the back of the neck of a person with a bone dart. He was lucky. He turned around at just the right moment, hitting the back of his neck instead of his throat, otherwise straight in his jugular and out for the count. I basically treat skinwalkers like the predator. I'd never go hunting for it, wear its prey, and it has so many advantages over us that it would be highly risky going out alone or even in a party to take one of these things on, or even try to spot it. So this creature isn't to be trifled with. But Harry Lama 756, if you gotta do it, best of luck mate. Harry goes on to ask if we have any tips or anything to help him out to prevent the skinwalker attacking him. Having read a lot about these and heard some interesting stories, off the top of my head, I have a couple of tips, but they're mainly preventative in nature. In Navajo culture, and please correct me listeners if I'm wrong, one of the few ways to kill a skinwalker is by finding out its name. Speak its name in the forest it dwells in, and that will kill the skinwalker. But I can suspect in this case it'd be extremely difficult. So let's move on. What else can we do to protect ourselves? Regarding cryptid lore, there's some information around shooting skinwalkers, but that's ill-advised. It tends just to piss them off, from my understanding. And some people say that silver bullets will help, but that may be a misconception. What I have heard, though, is that white ash, or charcoal ash, that you can use to coat your bullets with, will be enough, if coated correctly, to imbue the bullets and harm the creature. There are also some really extreme ways of killing a skinwalker, one I do not condone or even remotely suggest. But it's interesting to know that it's out there. I've read that you can kill a skinwalker with the ashes of a newborn child. It's extreme, and one of the strangest ways to kill a skinwalker I've ever read. Another alternative is to obtain a charm from a Navajo shaman, but of course that would be very difficult. If you can secure one though, 
it's a powerful talisman to keep those skinwalkers away. You can always bring dried sage and light it, bringing it with you whilst you walk around. That could be an alternative solution. Or the flip side is, it'll smell the sage and come after you. So, use that one at your own risk. And you could also bring a lot of torches, lanterns, something to emit light to warn or provide illumination. Something to kind of scare or shock the creature. Something bright to keep the creature at bay. To perhaps even blind it temporarily so you can make your escape. Identify a skinwalker, but not many to protect. So listeners, if you have anything to contribute, pop it in the comments below to help our friend here. And others on here fascinated by skinwalkers regarding protection, how to deal with them, and if you know, how to identify them. It may sound clear-cut, but a skinwalker is a skinwalker, but not always. They can sometimes appear as dogmen, werewolves, wendigo, sasquatch, you name it. So it takes a bit of skill in picking the right cryptid. Plus, I know a lot of listeners have a lot of knowledge about skinwalkers, so please don't stay silent. I'd love to hear your thoughts. But I will discuss two particular preventative measures that I know of when it comes to skinwalkers. These won't help you if the skinwalker has already spotted you, but will help to prevent the skinwalker tracking you or doing terrible things to you. The first thing you shouldn't do whilst in the forest, especially when you think there's a skinwalker around. Do not spit in the forest. They will use your spit to track you. And the second preventative measure is don't leave your shoes out on the porch. With those shoes, skinwalkers can hex you. There may be a little debate about this, but my understanding is that the hexes also create hallucinations, sounds, noises, and basically mess with your head. There are some cases where the hex can even control the person from afar. So hunters of skinwalkers beware. Seriously powerful stuff. Now listeners, if you have two seconds to spare, swing on by my iTunes page and leave a little review. It goes a long way, mates, and helps others find the podcast. And for all of you awesome people that have done that already, thank you so much. If you have any stories of your own, do not hesitate. Send them my way at storiesfablesghostlytales at gmail.com. Have yourself a brilliant night. Stay safe, lock your doors. And if you hear noises or scratching in the dark, or even your name, Keep calm, and don't let the skinwalker into your head. As always, my lovely listeners, till next time.